0: I Greetings everyone. I apologize for getting sick. I don't know how I managed that. But these things happen and I'm determined that the devil is not going to stop either me from coming. My husband had it. I thought it was very serious. I he cancelled the whole trip because I thought he was at least had a birth hernia by the way he was struggling and then we found it was only a tummy bug and so I was going to let that stop me i go to the airport not expecting to get it myself and then i end up getting it on the plane so i haven't been very well and i thought no i'm not going to miss out this meeting I'm not going to give the devil one inch of victory coming here no matter how I feel. now I have a message from the Lord and it was given to me last September in Blainey Fistinyog which is a little Welsh town in the north part of Zodonia National Park in North Wales I was walking in the mountains alone when suddenly the Lord said, stop so I stopped and the Lord said, what do you hear? so I began to listen I said, water Lord, uh, rivers he said, "How many rivers do you hear?" Now listen again. I said, Lord, one from every direction, at least four. He said, "These are my natural rivers, flowing forth from my mountains." John seven thirty-seven. If any man thirst, let them come to me and drink. Any man who believes in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his heart shall flow rivers of living water. And this he spoke about the Holy Spirit, whoops the daisy, which had not come yet because this he spake of the spirit which they they that believe on him should receive for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified for the exact wording which I think is better than just by memory And then the Lord said the rivers that are supposed to flow out of the hearts of my people have been blocked up. They've been blocked up as stones trying to block a river. They are stones of unforgiveness Rejections, fears, abuses, hurts from the past, and many, many other sorts of negative things that stop them from flowing forth rivers of living water. And then he said, And I want to use you, my child, to help release these living waters that they may flow again out of the hearts of my people, that they can walk again in the ministries that I have given to them. So Lord can I do that? And the Lord said, Start where I started with you. Well, that wasn't too difficult because in the late 70s while in Israel, I had a chance to visit the dungeon where Paul the Apostle was kept prisoner in On his way to (coughs) separate, then on to Rome. When I got to this dungeon, it was a dungeon as anyone would expect dark, damp, dingy, musty smelling. And I walked down into the dungeon and I noted to the right. A narrow slit of a window and through this narrow slit of the window the sunbeam was shining right through down on the pillar that had fallen on the floor I went and sat down on the pillar next to the beam and I just studied the dust particles dancing in the sunbeam and I thought to myself this is where it was in Dungeon dungeons like this that Paul heard the wonderful messages from God that are part of our Bible today because he wrote most of his letters in dungeons and we all know the extreme depth of Paul's letters they are rich with depth and meaning and only a person who really knows God would be able to hear that clearly to write such excellence for us. And then I looked to myself and I said, Lord God, there's not even a drop of water flowing out of my life please Lord will you do something about it because only you can change me only you can cause at least a few streams to flow out of my life I know God heard that prayer because it started to work on my life Yes, it took 25 years of peeling onion skins of my life before he could use me in a real ministry. But I had no one to go to except God and the Word. There was no one to go to because the churches I went to didn't work in those areas. And I realised that I had a bondage in my own life. And God will often use bondages in one's own life to set you free from and then use you to help set other people free of bondages. Now, Any sort of bondage is a bondage. Sin is a bondage. Sickness is a bondage. Physically, or mentally, or emotionally. There's all sicknesses. Physical sicknesses to the flesh. But then you get sicknesses to the mind or the spirit where all these thousands of bondages come from. My particular bondage was unworthiness and rejection. Now I had these rejections from a very little girl. Because one day, my parents used to go to some parties (coughs) um, when I was young. And they had the babysitter that used to come and look after me while they went to wherever. But one day the normal babysitter couldn't come because she was ill, so she sent her husband to babysit me instead. And my parents thought, well, we've had that babysitter for quite a number of months; it should be okay. And so they allowed the husband. To babysit me. Well, that night was the worst night in my life. When he came into the room, I was still in a cot at three years old. I was out of nappies. Um, by this time, obviously, but still sleeping in a cot in my mother's bedroom. I thought this man was a burglar when he first came in, but he attacked me in a horrible, horrible, horrible way. And I thought I was going to die. And I suddenly realized that there were bad people on this earth. That there was evil on this earth. and that I was born into an ugly earth. When my parents came back, because he eventually left me, I screamed and screamed for the further two hours after he left me at the top of my voice until my parents came home. My parents were so upset when they saw me that they got this man arrested. He went to jail for what he did to me and my parents were so um, busy sorting out this babysitter man that they never picked me up and so I fell asleep crying and the next day my parents never mentioned a word well I thought I must have been a very very naughty girl to be punished so hard So I was not going to mention it to my parents in case I got another hiding for being naughty. And so it was never ever discussed until I was 50 years old. That's when my parents first mentioned it to me and I knew about it all the time, but could not communicate it to them because I was afraid of further punishment. And i was actually set free right here in Australia a few years ago in Canberra. Through wow. so a lady called Beth Moy of Vision Church. She did a thing called Theo Fawcett on me. It's probably some of you know it. Um, there's good things about it and what, it doesn't matter but I think the thing is good. Anyway, she did this theophostics which basically puts God, the Holy Spirit, on the light of the injury. Okay? And then let God intervene. Well, she tried to do this for four hours, and every time I went back to that place, my hands go off. I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to know about it. And she says, Well, Ken, just tell me about it see if God tells you something, pray of it. All I see is a baby being pulled out of a cot. That's all. She says, that'll do, we'll end here. We ended. And I thought I'd really wasted her time. And I went to bed that night. And suddenly I found myself Crying in the arms of Jesus, really crying and crying and crying and crying. And then I thought to myself, I'm taking far too much time of Jesus's time. And I looked up to Him, said, "You know, I've really can't cry in Your arms this long. I'm sorry, Lord." And you know what Jesus did? He placed His hand behind my head and he said to me, I have all the time in the world for you, my precious child and put me back into his arms. Now I'm crying for joy (laughs) because of those beautiful healing words and I cried right the way through till morning in the arms of Jesus until I woke up. My face was wet with tears, but feeling more healed and more free than in many, many years. And the sting of that had broken. And that stone of rejection and of unworthiness had been removed by God himself and I'm able to run with him free from that time. Now I was already serving the Lord before I was free. But God still uses us. Even though our rivers are not serving us Fully as they should. But because of my own bondage, I understand the difficulties other people may be going through. And maybe there are people here who have suffered in silence through many, many, many years like I did too afraid to share it with anybody in case they misunderstood or in case I got far worse back and so God freed me and through the years The ministry has grown and I have seen a few rivers of living water flow out of my life. Now the Lord does not speak about one river. He speaks about many rivers. And the Lord said, I want you to look at the rivers that are flowing through your life. He says, the one is children's ministry, through the writing school. Many children have been led to the Lord through Jackie Boy's healing. You all know, so many of you know, my testimony of the healing of my horse, Jackie. That was the first. Writing books is another stream. Evangelism is another stream. Setting up Bible schools in different countries is another stream. Radio Ministry, which is every Sunday morning to, uh, to Sierra Leone and Liberia and other countries on national radio broadcasts in African countries. is another stream. And this time I've got them downloading a course from the internet so I don't actually have to do anything for six weeks. they get got all my teachings ready and they're just carrying on with it. So things develop and it gets so much easier with the internet and emails, one can do so much. So those are a few streams that are flowing through my life. And I'm sure that if you look at your own life, you'll also see some streams of living waters flowing through your life. But at the same time, you might also discover that rejection or unworthiness or an abuse is stopping you from doing something you really feel God wants you to do. Whether it's speaking, whether it's writing, whether it's visiting old age homes, whatever the gifting god wants to set his people free he wants us to evangelize for him but how can we evangelize if we're too shy to share our faith in case we get a rebuff and it's much easier to share your faith here than in england there's no rules against it here please do something while you still can I'm not allowed to evangelise in our own riding school if I'm caught evangelising in our own riding school I will be closed down immediately that is where England come to please pray that Theresa May will change that law back to how England used to be She needs lots of prayer. There is so much opposition she's coming against. So, how are we going to do this? I'm going to do it in mass. I'm not going to lay hands on anybody. I don't want anyone to get my bug. I can assure you. I do not recommend it. <laughs> So, I want to bring in a time of prayer and then I want you each to take the hands of Jesus in your imagination and I want you to take him with you down the tunnel of your life going right back into the distance maybe right back to when you were a little child maybe even back into your mother's womb and along this tunnel you will find that you may have more than one thing holding you back you may have several things and these several things will be hung up on the side of the tunnel back into your past as posters now I'd like you, as you as we go into prayer, I want you to show Jesus every problem, every poster problem, every hurt, every difficulty that you feel is a stone blocking the rivers of living waters from flowing through your life. Because we have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the living water. But we've got to free the Holy Spirit to flow through us in service. Because all of us are called to evangelize. All of us are called to serve God. That's why we are alive here on earth. To prepare ourselves for eternal life and to prepare as many human beings as we can for eternal life as you give these posters to the Lord I want you to receive his loving arms around you and the sting of that thing will be removed not the memory but the sting you're certainly going to talk about it like I can talk about it I could not talk about it until the Lord set me free but now it's just something that happened when I was three years old, way in the distance, why have it caused so much problems through my life? The trouble is these things can cause immense problems through one's life. And the sooner we are set free from any hindrance to serving God, the quicker he will release us and release his glorious rivers of living waters to flow through each of our lives. Are you ready to pray with me? Lord Jesus, we come to you now. We thank you, Lord, that you are the healer. You are the remover of every stone of oppression, of hurt in our life whether it be sin whether it be sickness whether it be bondage whether it be rejection whether it be abusing whatever it is lord come with me down the tunnel of my life into those areas come with me now lord thank you jesus Now everyone do this Go to just be silent for a little while and when you're finished I'd like you just to bring up a thumb or something so I know that you're finished and then I'm going to continue praying The most important is to make sure you forgive anybody, fully forgive anyone that is hurtful to you in any way. That is key. want to thank you for setting us free from these various areas in our life. Lord, we just recommit our life to you, to flow to our life in rivers of living water. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.
1: in our own way, thanking the Lord for his goodness, the rivers of living water would flow unhindered out of each one of us as Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, that you'll you set out your inmost out of your out of your belly. Have Out have of your, your spirit will flow great burdens of living water. What our hearts desire is to be fully available for your, for your use and your pleasure. Holy Spirit, you're the one who can come into our spirit, into our soul, into our body. We thank you for healing us. We thank you for tearing down walls, removing blockages. As if we're removing stuff and things out of the way. Healing us so that we're whole and fit for. A heart and changed it from a stony heart, from a hard heart, to a soft and tender and compassionate. Lord, fresh fire. Hallelujah for this hour. Lord, we pray for uh, the United Kingdom. We pray for Great Britain. Lord, that there will be a great turning. A turning back to righteousness. A turning back to holiness. Lord, protection from the enemy that will come in to try and take over. Lord, and I thank you for uh, the new Prime Minister, Theresa May. That you would strengthen her, that she'd be hearing from you all the time, and she'd have a holy boldness to speak out. and Lord, we just break the power of the devils, the demons that come to oppose your goodness, your work, your righteousness. And Lord, what, what an what an abomination of enemies the he brings. And Lord, we speak over our own nation, Lord, on liberty we say this nation is part of the Southland of the Holy Spirit. We belong to Jesus. And Father, we're we're, Lord, we're joined, we're part of the the, uh, British Commonwealth. Lord, the Queen's our our head. We thank you, Lord, for the words that she's spoken, declaring that it's her faith in Jesus. The relationship she has with Jesus that's kept her these, uh, these years, Lord. So Lord, we thank you for great revival in Europe revival in this nation Lord as each believer comes into the fullness of who you are Lord those rivers flow Lord we know as we come together Lord there can be a joining of the rivers flowing out of us as we fellowship, as we minister together as we love one another we thank you for that 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 we thank you for that. And the Lord's saying, when, when I healed you, stay healed. Don't go back, stay healed. Don't think upon the former things, but look at the ark for your redemption draws mine, draws near. We just thank you, Lord. We just thank you, Lord. We just thank you, Lord. Lord. Why don't we all stand together and we'll sing the chorus great inside faithfulness. <coughs> for We can't forget the words, but we know the chorus, don't we? Let's grind up. Hallelujah!
2: Radio.
1: in the body right now Lord we reduce sickness and disease and infirmity command you to go right now in Amen. Jesus name, in the mighty name of Jesus, Amen. the blood of Jesus thank you Lord thank you Lord, we thank you Lord for who you are in the mighty name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus and one of the things uh, we talk a little bit about this another time, but in Sierra Leone had the Ebola I don't know if you want to tell us through space, but
0: tell us for a minute about what happened this happened the year before last Ebola brought, broke out very badly in Sierra Leone also Liberia and the others. the other t- You can be seated if you go. And uh, Bobo was invited down to Dura's town to do a crusade. But he wasn't allowed to do the crusade because nine people had died again that day. There were about nine, ten people dying every day of Ebola. So I said, don't worry, see if you can arrange me to speak on radio. So he went to the local radio station and organized a I at half past eight. So I give the gospel message and I pray for the sick and I pray to through the sinner's prayer where suddenly the Lord said, take authority over Ebola. Well, I just thought, what? On radio? And then I remember that John Lake took authority against the plague in South Africa. And I thought very fast to myself, if John Lake could do it, then so can I.
2: <laughs>
0: and so, over the radio, I took authority over the Ebola plague. I commanded it, bow the knee and stop in Jesus' name. I commanded it, leave it, Duratan and never come near again in the mighty name of Jesus. And I prayed if anyone were sick, be healed right now in Jesus' name. And then we concluded the program and put the phone down. Well, the next day, I guess, a very excited phone call from Bobo. He said people were dancing on the streets thanking Jesus because not one more person died from that time. We took authority last night over radio, and three people who had Ebola were healed, but they would have to stay the quarantine. Well, there has not been one case of Ebola in Jura town since that time. Well, now he knew what to do, so he spent the next three months going through the central region of Sierra Leone and the southern region of Sierra Leone, and everywhere we went, we took authority over Ebola, over radio on the bigger towns or over the pastors' con- little pastor's conferences that they organize to pray against Ebola. And every single time, Jesus immediately delivered those towns from Ebola. Well, then it spread to Liberia, so that's how I got to speak on Liberia Radio, where I still speak today. And the whole area, the Manova area, was delivered and you can look on it on the computer. If you look back to the Ebola, you'll find that Ebola was right across and then you'll see no Ebola in the Minerva area. But both sides, it continued. That's proof. I've also got other medical proof, but that, that proof you can find on the internet yourself. Then I was invited to speak in Lagos over radio because it had broken out in Lagos. Well, one talk on radio sorted that lot out, and you know how big Lagos is. There hasn't been one more case in Lagos since. While he carried on with uh, radio for short distance, because it was so expensive in uh, Lagos to be on radio. After the two and a half months, he goes back home for a well-earned rest in Freetown, He's there for two weeks and the phone is ringing. Everybody wants him to come back to their towns, not to eradicate Ebola because there was none, but instead to encourage the revival that has broken out in all those places. So for the next three months, we are going through these towns discipling all the new believers in one town he has a really bent chassis of his car and he's stuck there for four days no problem he goes to the local radio station, they give me prime time, 8 every morning 8 every evening to disciple all the new believers in that town, we saw so many miracles happening now the doctors will not give God any credit but that doesn't matter because our people on the ground know yeah. that it was Jesus that he eradicated Ebola in East Africa. Yeah. And yeah. so we just Hallelujah. thank God. So you're for a
1: couple more questions, Suzanne. So how many evangelists have been trained in Uganda?
0: I've lost count. <laughs> I don't know. Don't know. Thousands.
1: Many thousands. Many thousands. Oh, many thousands, yeah. And uh <laughs> praise, praise God. Praise God. See Suzanne is and, and Wilfred run a ministry called Step Out in Faith. Mm-hmm. And, and Suzanne was in the and was a bishop I think we gave her a, an evangelist basically Bible college, free Bible college and then in many countries including Uganda and and India and and so forth evangelists are being trained for free and then sent out out. I'm not sure where the bicycle ministry is up to whether that's
0: We had to give up on the bicycles because I would have to be a millionaire many times over to provide so many bicycles but I could tell you a beautiful story of what happened in India because the the apostate would not tell them that I was not producing any bicycles anymore because I had to pull back the goalpost because I could not do it, it's impossible. And so I have 1,200 students the next day all waiting for their certificates and bicycles. I go to the Lord and say, Lord God, I've got a problem. What am I going to tell these evangelists? And I fall into a deep sleep and I find myself in heaven. And all these evangelists are either side of me. And then angels fly in with beautiful crowns on these tasseled pillows, cushions. But I notice that the crowns were not a shiny gold but finely stitched crowns and I watched the angels give these out and I noticed that some of the ones I thought would have the bigger crowns actually got the smaller crowns but vice versa anyway I also got a crown I didn't really take much notice of mine because I was so interested in everybody else's anyway they all looked at me and I thought "Uh, now oh yes you must present these at the feet of Jesus so I have to take the lead now down this aisle millions of people fading in white mist down to the throne of God here was shiny gold and the throne was about that height roughly shiny gold and there's quite a big area between the people that were misted into the distance I thought it might be a revolving throne, I'm not sure, but I couldn't see anything only bright, bright white. The pastors go either side of me, and they all look to me for the sign to lower their crowns and very, very, very slowly, we all look at one another, making sure that our crowns are absolutely in line, and we kneel down, and as we begin to lower their at the foot of this magnificent throne of God, this voice booms out of heaven, saying, These crowns represent your life given for me. And I wake up. Well, the next day, I go to these 1,200 pastors, and I'll tell them about the dream. And you know, they all stood up and they all shouted, Jesus is worth more people. Jesus is worth more people. Jesus is worth more people. They weren't interested in bicycles anymore. They realized that every mile they speak is another fine stitch of gold in their trance that they will receive one day. I went there, back there three years later. Some of these evangelists now have not just bicycles, but some of them they even have a motorbike. They trusted God for their bicycles, and now all our evangelists have to trust God for their bicycles.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because in India, a bicycle is like something like seventy dollars, and when you you know when you've got thousands of people. Graduating, it's hard. Susan says, unless you have a lot of money, it's hard to keep up. Keep up. I think it was about seventy dollars. was not cost?
0: They the were a bit cheaper than 60, that, 50, but fifty. 50 that. I mean, when you think about when you are uh, graduating twenty thousand evangelists, fifty dollars each for a bicycle—that's a fortune.
1: Yes. Well Suzanne says Suzanne has to go administer at another meeting soon. Does anyone have a question that you might want to ask about missions or missionary or so Suzanne you you, you and Wilfred don't have multi billion dollar backers? No. Just you, you and you and Wilfred and the Lord's using
0: You people
1: run a writing school.
0: Australia supports the whole of West Africa and England supports East Africa and Europe so most of our people that give are old age pensioners disabled people the poorest of the poor so I owe our our partners to these people and God's going to honour those pensioners and people who have given their two pounds a month or five pounds a month they're the ones that are supporting our charity mm-hmm. so I just say thank you God thank you for wonderful people like this
1: thank you form over there if you want to sign up to receive Suzanne's newsletter and um, if anyone ever feels to give there's an Australian bank account that you can give straight into which we have the details of uh, Suzanne also has some how many books have you written now, Suzanne? Six. Six books.
0: On the Dare to series. I didn't bring them to this morning, the last two, because I wasn't feeling well enough. But I will bring them to the other meetings.
1: Yeah. So, Suzanne has Dare to enter his Presence, Dare to Only Do the Father's Will, and there's a photo of Suzanne writing with evangelists
0: who've just received
1: bicycles those are both prayer books Dare to Step Out in Faith and Dare to Search for Truth
0: and the two new ones is Walking in Power, Authority and Love which is the basis of the gospel and um, the newest book out is Dare to Break Through the Impossible with Christ which is all to do with inner healing, being free, like like we did this morning. That's from that book. And um, I'm writing a new book, which will be out in maybe two or three years' time, Dare to Live Out of God's Love, and that will be the seventh. Mm. That's
1: great. So if anyone can have a look at the books if you would like to do that, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father we just thank you for our wonderful time together here this morning thank you for bringing our sister from England thank you Lord for your healing of her so she can continue to minister in the time of Australia and New Zealand and send her back home refreshed and rejoicing and Lord we just thank you for who you are as we go out of this place Would you use us for your glory? Would you refresh us? Would you bring us into the company of people who need you so desperately? And Holy Spirit, let your rivers of living water flow out of us so people that come into our company get saturated by your presence. We thank you for that. Lord, I just release your blessing, which makes rich and has no sorrow there too over each one of us here this morning, over the families represented here this morning, in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. More people said, Amen. 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 If you need prayer, Suzanne has to go to the next meeting, but it would be our privilege to pray for you and with you. Uh, if you need prayer, just come with
2: me.